man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Number 25 goes down. Georgia Southern improves to 4-3 and three on the year. Gets their first Sunbelt Conference win of the year with a 45-38 victory over James Madison at Paulson Stadium. Second-ranked team to go down at Paulson. Um, second, uh, number 25 team to go down at Paulson. Third-ranked team that we knock off um, as an FBS program. Uh, most most wins against ranked teams of any team in the Sun Belt, right? Um, and uh, yeah, Cody, this was a wild game. Um, a lot to unpack here, um, but uh, but man, yeah, what what a game, what a finish, um, yeah, what what an accomplishment and, and just momentum shift for uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, what a Saturday night in Statesboro, man, was it a what is a fun time? One of the best crowds that I've had. A chance to experience in quite a long time and no you're right ranked team coming to statesboro you better show up with your a game because we're gonna put we're gonna beat you and we'll get through it or we'll get to it in all the episode but man there's not enough credit to go to all the coaching staff and all the players and fans and everything about this game fantastic game um, from start to finish, even if the start and the finish was a little bit not what you wanted to see, a little shaky. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, we pulled it out, and it was a great, it was a great victory. Yes, I mean we don't have to like unpack, you know, every every down or every drive or every quarter or anything like that, right? Obviously, you alluded slow start, right? Go down fourteen uh, nothing. We get we get the uh, could have been the interception. If we didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. Yep, got the interception. Tyler Bride gave us some life there. Um, get the touchdown, get the block punt, make it 14-14, brand new ball game, and then kind of the rest is history. But, yeah, at the end, I mean, it was back and forth. I mean, I, I tweeted out, what board are we going to lose by one? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, it, it kind of felt that way. I mean, obviously, you know, defense – kind of did what they've done all year where, you know, there were flashes and then we'll get more into that where uh, I, I would say, um, you know, uh, improvement for sure, improvement for sure from, from what we've seen. Um, but, you know, right, right there at the end and kind of clutch time, you start to lose a little bit of confidence and you start looking at the clock and saying, you know, even a minute is too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just, just a, t- a ton to unpack. Um, but I guess, you know, let's, let's start with the offense. Um, <clears throat> so in this one, you know, we knew um, James Madison was going to be a tough defense, probably the toughest defense we're going to see all year. Um, we didn't know, you know, just from the teams they've played, obviously playing App, um, you know, uh, of of where they've kind of been tested and just how good they were, right, coming in. Uh, number two overall defense um, in the country, number one rush defense in the country. They definitely lived up to the hype on, on rush defense. Yes, they um, did. You know, we were ta- talking right before this that, uh, you know, it was one of the most impressive um, – 
you know, uh, front sevens, I would say that, that I've seen in a, in a long time. Um, I, I mean, I, honestly, going back to even some of like the, the Alabama teams that even like, um, it was the, the year we played Clemson with that front and, and no, I'm not saying that like, you know, obviously those teams sent, you know, had like four first round draft picks, Correct. And stuff. but just, just the eye test, right? Like yeah. just the eye test looking at, well, they were big, they were teams, fast with those teams. They have like the five-star players that are just better than you. Right. To me, with this, it was the scheme. The scheme yeah. that they have to me was is just a very dominant, fundamentally defense. sound. Yes. Yeah, gap sound, yeah. Um, tackling. Like and 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 that's that was their mo, right? That is who they are. That is a part of their identity. We talked about it in the preview of them. Is that you know they're going to send five or six guys every play. They're going to shut down the run. They're going to force you to pass the ball. They're going to put down a heavy pass rush, play in and play out, and try to get to the quarterback, um, cause havoc there in the backfield, and uh, force the quarterback to beat you. And Calvin Treese did that. Um, 38 for 64, 578 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, um, getting all the accolades, rightly so. Um, Sunbelt Player of the Week honors, second time this season um, after that that victory in Nebraska. Um, You know, we only have 12 rushing yards, (laughs) right? And, and, uh, you know, a a lot of people were pointing to that and be like, oh, we're like one-dimensional again. It's a 180 of what we were the last couple of years where we were just a run team. And, And no, the answer no, that's that's not the case. Um, but we did what uh, what Ellis and, and Helton has been saying all season and, and all off season is that we're we're going to be a balanced offense, but we're also going to take what the, what the defense gives us. And again, Jay's Madison. Uh, stayed true to, to who they are defensively um, and they shut down our run. We attempted it early on um, to no avail and it was pretty clear to I think anyone that knows yeah. anything about football that that was just not going to get going um, and we turned to the pass and we you know were able to open some things up with um, you know the short to intermediate passing game and get balls out on the flats with screens and get the balls to, to our playmakers there and Amari Jones and um, Singleton in hood, but also get our running backs involved in the passing game. Um, uh, Jalen uh, White had a big, uh, big game. Uh, I believe sixty-five yards uh, catching the ball. Um, obviously, that big touchdown, right? Um, and yeah, so so we were able to do some things to um, to take them off their game a bit um, and test their young secondary. Right? They had a young secondary, um, and we were able to, you know. Um, really test them in, in those kind of one-on-one matchups and exploit it. Um, honestly, I think they got a bit, bit exploited there in their, their secondary. Um, and yeah, kind of played right, right into our hands, but it was just great to see, I guess, like seeing, seeing other games this year where we have been more balanced, right. Uh, against ball state, we're almost 50, 50, um, and run pass against, that was obviously a win against uh, UAB and a loss. We were, um, like uh, around 60, 40, um, pass, uh, <clears throat> pass run. Um, but you know, in this one, obviously, uh, you know, uh, again, throwing the ball 64 times, um, never thought I'd see the day. Um, but it's what, it's what it took. It what is what it took to win. Um, and again, put the, put the ball in Calvin Treese's hands and, uh, he led us to victory. Yeah. And it, it's great to hear from the coaching staff, you know, their thoughts and how their minds were working as the game started and how it progressed, right? Like if you listen to the press conference or to the coaches show, 
you hear Helton say that him and Ellis aren't quite sure, and, and this is going to be the case for the rest of the teams that we play from here on out, are they going to show what they've shown consistently through the season, or when they come and play us, are they going to drop eight or show something different that we haven't seen before in order to throw us for a loop? Right, and so that first quarter was sort of like a test. Right, is James Madison really going to continue to to put seven, eight people in the box and bring pressure from all sides, and you don't know where it's going to come from, um, or are they going to kind of do like a UAB and just drop eight and and see what happens? And obviously, they continue, as you said, to run their defense that they've ran all season, um, and we've had a, we had a game plan for that. And you really saw it starting to click in the, in the second quarter for our offense. And, you know, we were able to make it a ball game at halftime. And then the second half, we all know the craziness that happened in the second half. And, uh, no, it was great. It was the offense to me outside of the slow start, which was kind of expected, at least in my head, um, was was fantastic in this game. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's it's exciting. Uh, and, number and eleven kudos overall. to the offensive yeah. line. I was about I mean, to say, yeah. I mean, offensive again passing the ball sixty four times as 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 great as as Vantrese was in this one, um, and and definitely you know a huge bounce back game right after the four interception game, <clears throat> um, the a week prior uh, there in Atlanta. Um, offensive line throwing the ball sixty four times, not allowing a single sack. That is unreal um and, and unreal against anybody pressures. i don't care if you're playing yeah. morgan state but yeah against against that defense again staying true to their identity doing what they're doing um you know rushing five or six every single play crazy just yes. just just unbelievable yeah. so um yeah kudos to them and kudos again we can't say it enough to richard owens offensive line coach i mean you talk about i mean i, I think this offense as a whole um has progressed and evolved quicker than probably anybody expected right yeah, I, yeah. I think they're probably a year or two ahead of schedule mm-hmm. um but a huge huge part of that is what richard owens has been able to do with that offensive line yes yeah that it can't be understated or can't be overstated enough um no i mean you you look at i mean you look at almost every position and and you can give accolades, you know, running back Jalen White, not only for his receiving abilities, but also pass protection. You know, he's called mm-hmm. on multiple times to be a six blocker. Um, you look at the receiving core. Um, they played great. Uh, there's a couple instances in which in which I was like, man, why did you do that? But overall, they played fantastic. Quarterback play, you know, Kyle Trees. He still had his throws, right? There were still some throws and major major head scratch, but um, yep. you also some have some double coverage throws, some some ones that yep. were tipped, maybe should have been intercepted. Um, but but then you had yeah, so the clutch fourth and ten right yep. on the final drive to Caleb Hood, um, the earlier pass to Amari Jones, and that that wasn't double coverage, but it was <laughs> yeah. a dime hit him right in the hands uh, in between two defenders. I don't and know how Amari you felt, but in the in the in the stands where we sit at, we're mm-hmm. on it's section C, so we're like right on the twenty thirty yard line closer to the Ted Smith building, and. When that throw went up, I looked down the field and I saw, I saw the receiver and two uh JMU players, and I'm just like, oh Jesus, oh no, 
Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Don't throw oh no! There, anywhere but there. And yeah. my entire well, on e- at least like, you got oh, to see oh, it oh, on no. the terrible on the terrible ESPN three bro- or ESPN plus broadcast. They they missed it. The the camera missed oh, gosh. it. Um, they they got it from like the replay, but uh, the initial shot he was just out of frame. So. Gotcha. Um, but they yeah. uh, but then it was like one of those oh no oh no, and then he catches it, and you're like oh yes oh yes, and he just started jumping yeah. up and down. But what a, uh, I mean, a fantastic game. It's a great. It's like the, the when the center uh, puts up a three in, yes. in basketball. Yes. No, 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 no. Then it goes in. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, back and forth there in the, in the, in the fourth quarter, um, you know, we go up, <clears throat> go up by six, right? Settle for some field goals. Uh, we talked about that. Goodness. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, stop. make it stressful. <laughs> yeah, like I, I meant to look up red zone offense. I mean, I think we scored every time we were in the red zone, but um, way too so. many field goals. Yeah, I think way so. All goals. right, so in that fourth quarter, there was one drive in particular that it's we were up 34-24 at this point, and there's like nine, eight minutes left, and we get the first down, and the receiver – grabs the opponent's like stiff arms the opponent but grabs his face mask in the process of the stiff arm right and it causes the hands to the face penalty if we don't have that penalty if they if he just you know doesn't even do the stiff arm just kind of hits him and goes out of bounds for the first down i think we score on that drive that drive was clicking we that was like the third consecutive like first down that we've gotten in like four plays um, oh and, yeah, with Derwin think, Burgess yeah. when he grabbed the face yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we go up probably forty-one twenty-four. Well, I can't. Say I agree. That. I can't yeah. say whether we score a touchdown, but we look like we get. We, were it, we in that at least groove. get a field goal. Yes. Yeah, we at least go up thirteen because no, yeah, we we were clicking. I don't think they were going to stop us there. No, um, Burgess was so. a man on a mission, um, and just yeah, un- unfortunate there. Um, so I with, think with the call, you know. We settled for some field goals. We put ourselves, at least in that particular drive, we we made a mistake that that cost us, I think, points. Obviously, um, but the poise for the offense had to get down on itself and just be like, "All right, the next one we'll go out there and, and do better." But no, you're right. We have to start in these fourth quarters if we're going to keep on having these games like this. You can't you can't settle for field goals, and it almost got us. It almost got us. It almost got us. Um, yeah. So we gotta start converting that into touchdowns. That's if you're gonna say if there's a if you're gonna say there's a a, a thing for the fans to complain Learning about moments in there. Yeah, yeah, it's the fourth quarter offense, particularly late in game situations in which we need touchdowns and not field goals. Yep, yep, I I, I agree with that. I mean, I was gonna say turnover battle. We've been preaching it all year um, as as a huge thing. Uh, you know. Defensive coordinator Will Harris has been preaching and wants to get at least three turnovers in a game. Um, haven't been able to do that until this game um, for four turnovers, um, in- including uh, Anthony Wilson with, with uh, the um, ceiling it there um, on the final drive. Um, but, yeah, just, just clutch moments there. Obviously um, uh, had um, – was pulling up the defensive stats, but pretty pretty much all all the um, you know the three interceptions and the fumble we got. Um, I don't know if we turned all of them into points, um, but they were they were all at clutch moments, right? I mean, we mentioned yes. the Tyler Bry, the the first turnover with the interception. Yep. I mean, they were going to go up, 
you know, 21, nothing. Um, we, we need that in a bad way. That was a huge momentum shift. Um, and yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty much every, all those came at like the, yeah, we didn't turn all that into time. points. Tyler bride one was big just because it actually took points off the board for them. I think we went three and out on the next drive. The, Springer interception came in after we had just thrown an interception. So that was good. It kind of nullified that. Um, And then we missed a field goal. So we had a chance for three, but we didn't get it. Uh, And then I think the other, you had the third interception. We did turn that into points, I believe. Um, And then you had the, or no, that was the fumble, right? You had the fumble and then you had the last interception um, to seal it. But, no, you said all the all the turnovers were big, big momentum shifts, um, huge plays, and and all of them contributed to the win in some shape, form, or fashion. I think the biggest thing that we need to take away from the defense is that they never gave up. Yeah, they, they never gave up. Well, the whole team did it. And no, that's no, what yeah, we yeah, kept yeah. saying like, yeah, but 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, like statistically, still one of the worst teams in the country. I yeah, hundred and. In twenty fourth in the country in, in total defense and um, you know pass defense is down there and, and rush defense is certainly down there. Um, but but this one I, I would say you could tell they were playing with a chip on their shoulder. And yes, they gave up a lot of yards, um, gave up more yards than uh, um, than than we <laughs> that than first we quarter got, was right? rough. Six hundred and seventy five total yards JMU had. Um, I believe they had what th- two fifty maybe in the first quarter alone. It was um, two hundred. Well, it was like two hundred six. Two hundred. Yeah, it was right. And then it was three. Yeah. I think three fifty by halftime. Yeah, three fifty um, by halftime. Yeah, but it was, but yeah, obviously, almost giving up seven hundred yards of offense. Um, it's not it great. Not the, but again, with the four turnovers, they did get some stops at key times. It's progress. Again, it's progress. It's, and, and I will and, say and, this, and yeah. I think I think what a lot of people aren't. You see the first part of the game, the first quarter of the game. You see the last six and a half minutes of the game of how that game turned out. All right, so <clears throat> they scored their second touchdown with 14 minutes and 55 seconds left in the second quarter. So pretty much five seconds into the second quarter, they scored their second touchdown. From that point on till six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, the defense only gave up 10 points. From pretty much the entire second quarter, entire third yep. quarter, and half of the fourth, the defense only gave up 10 points. And that one touchdown was off of the onside kick that happened, which we'll discuss here in a minute. But that was it. That was it. If you want to know why we won this football game, it's because in the in the middle of the game, the defense had stops. The defense kept mm-hmm. that team out of the end zone. Now, they ran up and down the field on us all they wanted to. That that's that's I can't I can't deny that. But they got stops. They they stopped them on fourth down, on fourth and short. They stopped them, um, you know, forced them to punt the ball. They did what they needed to do to allow the offense to get back into the game and then take the lead. And then obviously we know kind of what happened that last six and a half minutes. It was just kind of hold on to your pants. This is going to be a wild ride. Yeah. But if anything with Coach Harris and his defense, it's kind of the same as the offense. You seem to have like this middle game kind of almost, I don't want to say figured out, but you kind of hold these teams for to no points or to little points for a large part of the game. 
but you also have parts in which you seem like you just give up three, four, five touchdowns in, yeah. in rapid succession. It's like, what's going on? Especially and it comes in bunches games. because, yeah, because of our offense and yeah. because we're running so many plays, they're on, you know, the, the defense is on the field more. So, yeah, I just look, I mean, we, we forced four punts, right? We had two turnovers on downs yep. that we forced. Um, and then we had the, the four, four turnovers. turnovers, the three interceptions. So, I mean, that's, that's a ton. That's a, <laughs> that's a good day at work, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but again, when, when the, because we're running so many plays, the, you know they have the chance to run a ton of plays too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And 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 I I understand that, but they have to understand. I think what if where I want to see improvement at is in the game situations in which that fourth quarter we don't give up any points, especially the yeah. last half. Right, like that's what costs us with Coastal. That's what costs us with Georgia State. It's what nearly costs us in this game. Um, so as great as they played in that middle part of the game. To where they only allowed ten I mean, points. They almost ran ninety plays. Coming. I know that's a lot of plays. I'm not saying that they. Plays. I'm not saying they didn't have an uphill battle, but you know it nearly got out of hand in that in that last half of the fourth quarter. And I get it. Tired, you know. Offense, you're you know was going to be more apt to score. And you see that. I'll in college say, football I think we were more. I think we were better conditioned. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I know, I know their coach said something in the in the post game of it looked like in the fourth quarter that their um, defense was like stuck in the mud or like yeah. running in mud. Um, and and I, I heard I think it was Dylan Springer and the um, press conference reference that and and say that you know playing against our offense every day in practice and in the offseason yeah. um, prepared them for that, you know, which they, they wouldn't have had that um, otherwise, you know, certainly not with, with the offense we ran the last Correct. couple of years. And, and we didn't, uh, and we didn't touch on this. And I think it's, it's fair to touch on is, you know, we kind of talked about the, to, you know, some people out there panicking or whatever of, of saying like, Oh, we're just a reverse of, of what we were. And we're just uh, throwing the ball every down. Um, <clears throat> if, if we were the offense, of the old if, if we were running the pistol um you know option we would have gotten blown out in this game oh, blown yeah. out by 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 that rush defense yes um, even if it was fritz's offense we would have gotten blown out yeah um you know even if it was munkins uh, you know a flex bone under center triple option got blown out because again that was one of the best run defenses it lived up to the hype it was one of the best i've, I've seen yeah. Um, and you know, so if we were one dimensional, we would have been taken completely out of the game. And, uh, the thing is, as we've said before, for the first time in, you know, maybe since the Hambone days of the eighties, we're a multi-dimensional offense. Um, and it's, it's so great to be able to say that and say that we have multiple options and multiple solutions to beating a defense, depending on what they show us. Is it multi-dimensional in 07 when it was the Jason Foster offense? <laughs> was that um, multi-dimensional? <laughs> no, that was omni-dimensional. That was, that was just snap the ball to number four and let him do what he does, right? I mean, yeah, that was whatever whatever is below um, one-dimensional. That's what that was. Um, Half-dimensional. But no, you're right. Um, it's It's... it's Okay, an offense or a defense is really good at stopping the run. Okay, well we haven't we have an answer for that. We'll just throw the ball yeah. on you sixty something times and see if you beat us. Um, you have a defense that's really good at, at stopping the pass. Okay, well you know what we got three great running backs that we can just run down your throat and and we can do it that way too. I, I think 
to me, this is the first time in which whatever a defense can throw at us, we should have an answer for as long as the offense does its job and doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, and we should and we should score points to to be competitive in the football game and to give our give ourselves a chance to win. Whereas I don't think you can say that in the last five to six years that you could say, okay, no matter what, our offense should have a chance for us to put us in a position to win this football game. That just wasn't the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, in in everyone's, like, the, the just the claims that, like, oh, we're, we're just this, like, air raid passing team now. I mean, yes, but we're still able to run the football. In yes. this game, no. We had 12 rushing yards. I get it. Against the best rush defense in the country. Um, and, you know, they came in only allowing 42 yards. Now they're, like, 36 after, after just giving up 12 yeah. to us. Um, but we've got... Uh, uh, over a thousand yards on the season. Um, we only had 2,300 yards last year. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, yeah, I mean, like, are we, are we more pass? Of course. Um, and, and that's obviously a tough pill to swallow, I guess, for some fans that are that yeah, missing the triple option. I don't know why. Yeah. We're winning football games. We're putting up more than 30 points a game. Um, and frankly, we've talked about it before. It's fun. It's just yeah, fun. It is. There's just, I mean, I like, look, I, I, I did like the triple option. I, I certainly like the monkey triple option. Um, but you know, the three, three yards in a cloud of dust type stuff, like, it, it gets old. It gets boring after a while. I mean, winning never gets boring, right? Um, so whether it was Fritz, whether it was Munkin, whether it was Paul Johnson, whoever it was, like, yeah, beating teams 70 to 12 and uh, having 300 rushing yards a game, like, yeah, that's fun. Um, but consistently in this, even in the losses, the loss isn't fun, but how you like got there, right? With yes. some with some of the highlight catches and circus catches and all this, it's fun. And yeah. I'm sorry, it's it's just more fun than like four yards here with a dive play, twelve yards here with a dive play. Now the the Fritz years, watching Breeder run up and down the field, up down sideways, diagonal everywhere, um, that was fun. Right. That, that, that was fun. Um, but that was like a, a generational player right yeah, <laughs> there. And, and so, so like with, with this, I mean, we've got guys that no one really even, uh, bat an eye to right. Catching the football out there, putting up over a hundred yards a game. Right. You had, you had guys and, and that's, that was the critique on us was like, Oh, like, well, we're okay. We get a transfer with in Calvin trees from Buffalo, but who's going to catch the football. And Helton has said all the, you know, the whole time that he's been blown away by the talent in the um, uh, receivers room. And it showed, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> with, especially in this game, I mean, uh, Burgess, uh, you know, with, with the uh, making sports center several times, the highlight catches, obviously the, um, the game winner and, and this one against JMU. Um, but there was what three guys in front of him in <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this one, statistically, um, in, in hood, Amari Jones leading the team, 164 yards, Caleb hood, 131, uh, and Jeremy Singleton with 108. We had three receivers with over a hundred yards. Um, and, and yeah, that's I'm sorry. That's just it's fun. Um, and I think you can make an argument that it's more fun than having like 200 yard rushers or right. I mean, yeah. Um, so and again, ultimately, all it comes down to is wins for me. Right. Um, winning. You know, I, I've, I've I've said on this podcast before that our best tradition, our most cherished tradition is winning. Right. It's a winning tradition. 
It's it's not the school buses. It's not all this stuff. I'm not saying I want to get rid of any of that, but it's it's not the triple option. The our identity is winning and believing that we should win. <laughs> yes. Um, right. And and frankly, I don't care how we do it. Um, but I really enjoy the way we're doing it currently. <laughs> it's, it's it's fun to watch. So it is fun to watch. It is fun to watch. And the in the moment that we put the defense piece to it, and that clicks too, it's going to even be more fun. Um, because that's when we're probably going to start talking about championships and championship runs, and and you know titles and and probably even more. To be honest with you, um. But no, you're right. As long as the offense is effective and score points and shows that they have a game plan each and every day or each and every game and that they are effective at what they do, then who cares if it's that they throw the ball 60, 70 times a game or if they run the ball 60, 70 times a game. Show to me that you have a plan and a system that's going to put points on the board consistently and give our chance or give our team a shot to win the football game. The past few years, can do different things, can show different looks, can adjust, right? Yeah, the past few years under uh, the the previous two OCs, or really three, um, that was not the case, right? Like we were struggling to get the thirty points. We were struggling to put points on the board. It was well, even like individual scenarios. You get a fourth and ten late in the game, less than a minute left. Games on the line. There's no shot, right? I mean, like yeah, sure, uh, you know. Eastern Michigan, you know, with shy the Camellia Bowl and Shy Wirtz, right? Again, like the Jason Foster thing, right? Like, uh, sure, uh, again, kind of like genera- generational type player. But um, other than that, it, that wasn't scheme. That was just pure talent with yeah. one individual. Right now, with the scheme, we know whether it's a third and 14, fourth and 10, whatever it is, we have a chance. We have a yep. shot at converting it where, where that probability is way low in, in our previous offense. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I don't understand the fan who, who looks at this offense and wants to grumble and gripe and complain about it. I mean, I think every game besides one, we put up 30 points and the one that we didn't, it's because we threw the three interceptions and, and we left what I feel like tons of points on the board. Um, but I mean, the 11th total offense yeah. in the country, Cody. I mean, like who, this you know, this I mean, t- all right. So hold on. Now that you brought this up, this gets to the, to the, I don't know if you've been on GSU fans lately, but this gets to a post that came up on GSU fans about some uh, group of fans that just aren't excited about coming to the football games anymore, that they used to get all excited about coming down to Statesboro and yada, yada, yada. And this is obviously was posted after the Georgia state loss. Um, but if you can't look at this team as it is now and see the difference that there is between this team and the teams that we've had the past three, four seasons, um, or the improvement, at least on offense, that this team has made the past three or four seasons, um, I don't know what to do for you as a fan. And yeah, you've got blinders on. Yeah, you, mean, got, yeah, you, know, you got blinders yeah. on. And, and if for some reason a, f- a couple years of disappointment and all of a sudden oh i don't know if i want to show up to the games or i don't know if i want to i don't know if i want to um continue with my donations or i that's just to me I, look i can't tell anybody what to do with their money you know finances are their finances but to me you're just looking for an excuse not to give and you're just looking for an excuse not to want to come down I, you're not to me a or true an passionate to point fan fingers or yeah. to like to me, a fan is a fan. Like previous thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good or bad, and look, I get it. 
a lot of these fans are came in during Irk Russell's years. I'm sure that time frame was a fantastic time to be an Eagle fan, yeah, right? I like wish, it, it, yeah, I wish I we wish were I was fans alive for it. Exactly. <laughs> and I and then you had the Paul Johnson years, and those were some great years. I find it funny that most of the fans were either fans during Irk, Paul Johnson, or Munkin, and it's like we have no. No yeah, concept. Munkin was a short. Munkin was a short period there. Yeah, but I mean, there there are you know a, a yeah, but a the period from only knew that that missed that missed our era, which was the yeah. dark era, right? Of of well, and it uh, wasn't even really yeah. the first dark era. I mean, this is what no, kind of wasn't. blows my mind about this is that from ninety one to ninety six, we didn't win Jack Diddley anything. Um, you have oh six through oh nine. But you only have one did. losing season in that time. Yeah, but we still weren't that great. Um, no, yeah. And the offense then was not nowhere explosive as it was under Irk and under PJ, for sure. Right. Um, in fact, well, regardless. Um, but you're going to have ebbs and flows, especially, and it pretty much dictates on how you who you hire as a coach. If you hire a great coach, you're going to have great teams. If you hire a bad coach, you're going to have bad teams. This is, this is not nothing new in college football. Um but to but to just all of a sudden feel like, you know, oh, well, we're not going to be like ever how we were, how we used to be. Well, that's kind of the point. Football is not what it used to be back in the 80s, and it certainly wasn't yeah. like it was back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, the recruits game, now, they don't want yeah, to run the triple option. No one's they, doing it in high school. No one no. wants to take those hits as a quarterback. They want to air it out. They want to play Madden. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, they uh, do. They want 574 yards passing. That's what they want. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's why we're set up for success because, like, everyone's saying what happens after Calvin Trees. Another Calvin Trees or someone possibly better, whether he's in the current yeah. quarterback room or we have to go to the transfer portal again until we can groom somebody um, that's, you know, younger as a freshman out of high school. Um, but, but yeah, like, who's who's not what quarterback in the country wouldn't want to play in this offense correct correct and, and that has not been said a no. better off in a better team in a long time no we, um, our, our best shot before was to get a shy words or to get an ellison get a guy that's super talented that's fast that's athletic that's being recruited maybe by other schools maybe other power five schools but not as a quarterback probably as as a defensive back maybe a wide receiver or running back and and our our whole pitch is come and play quarterback for us yep yeah. Right. And the option offense. Now we literally can go to any gunslinger out there, whether he's on a current P5 team waiting for a shot, whether, you know, maybe he got passed by like a young stud or, or whatever. Um, or it's someone like a Calvin Trees that's a little bit under the radar playing in a, a more balanced, like run based system up in Buffalo and bring him down and say, hey, you know, let, let's let's be the next Ty Detmer, <laughs> right? Like let's let, let's air, let's air it out and let's let's be the gunslinger. Like yeah, we're we're gonna be able to go to pretty much anyone's living room, make that pitch, and and have a lot of interest. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, if you're an older fan or if you're a fan, particularly of our triple option days of the past, I think my pitch, no pun intended, to you all will be. One, give the the offense a chance. It's 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 doing its job. It's putting points on the board as much it's also as seven games in. Yeah, it's yeah. also yeah seven games in. Um, also, too, look at Munkin when he took over. Seven games in, we were like four and three at this. I think same record at this point. Um, but not the eleventh best offense of the country. No, I don't think so. No, and we might have we might have been top ten in rushing, maybe. 
Yeah. Um, you know, but we're we're number three in passing right now. But so. it, there was a lot that Coach Helton and his staff have got to correct and get in place in order for this to be a weld oil machine. It's not going to happen overnight. It didn't happen with Irk overnight, right? You look at the work that he had to put in in 82, 83, and 84, but, and then you see the results of it in 85 and 86. I think the same thing here with Clay Helton. There's a lot of work that has to be put into it, and I think we're far ahead of schedule than what anybody thought we would be. Yep. But there's still work to be put in. There's still work to be put on the defense. There's still stuff to fine-tune on the offense. And once when it comes together, I think what you'll see is a, a team, hopefully, that will be as dominant as any other teams that we've had in the past. So continue to support. Come down to Statesboro. I know hotel prices are crazy high during game days. That Probably not how they used to be back in the day. But try to make the trip down. They are crazy high. Yeah, yeah they I are crazy high. I'm, I'm um, surprised. <laughs> make the trip down. Come on down. Um, and stay in Pooler if you stay need to. Pooler. Stay in Yeah, yeah, probably. is probably even better. Um, and then and, and come support the team because they are, as we've said before, fun, fun to watch. watch. Um, and I think this is a special team. I'm not saying they're going to go on this impressive run to, to end the season, but I'm saying that they're two that, two games that, away that, from that being they bowl can eligible. do it. I mean, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're I mean, two, and it's we there. get we get three right the uh, three more home games. Um, yes, right, three out of our last four. We still have home. a bye week. I mean, still have a bye so. week coming up. Have an opponent, you know, coming up after Old Dominion after that bye week that you know could in South Alabama be coming into Paulson as a ranked team. Maybe, um, right? Maybe. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of it, it seems like the buzz is it's starting, right? And obviously that can uh, um, be suppressed quickly, right? With with another loss, so we've got to string some of these wins together, um, right? But we do, yeah. And 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 to to some people's points, like um, which I wanted to touch on this, like the whole like storm in the field thing and, and all of that, like um, it, we this was a big win because it was against a ranked team. Um, but you know, this is, was a speed hump, right? I mean, it, it was, it was something that we had to, it was a divisional opponent. Um, and sure there was some extra motivation there with the number against their name and the chip that they had on their shoulder of maybe like bringing them down to earth a little bit and humbling them a bit, um, of like, welcome to FBS football, welcome to the Sunbelt kind of thing. Um, and I, I think we were able to do that and, and their fan base is reeling because of it. Um, and, but you know, we still look at this as like, it's, it's not just like small victories here and there. Like we're, as cliche as it is, like you've heard the team say, going in every week, um, O and O, looking to go O one and O. Um, but we we still have goals this year, and honestly, those goals are still obtainable. Is it uphill battle? Sure. Um, we're one and two in the conference, but we're not out of it. You know, we we, we yeah. So so I mean, coastal loss. They they got you know dominated by Old Dominion that we play this Saturday. Um, we'll get to that in a minute, but. Um, you know, we're, we're still very much in this race. We lose this game against James Madison and, and we're out of it. It's, it's completely over. Um, but, but there's, there's still a shot. There's still hope there. Um, there's certainly plenty of hope, um, for, for a bowl. Um, and you know, uh, as I've said, all, all, you know, all, all season, like if we can get to six, seven, possibly 
eight wins, like that's fantastic in year one. That is fantastic. Yeah, that you're absolutely right. It's fantastic in year one, and you know I mentioned it in the last episode that this sort of had a maybe could be a 2010 type situation where we have that big victory over a big opponent and we can use that as motivation to kind of run the table or go on this nice winning streak like we did that year. Um, And I think we can't, but it starts this week against ODU who was coming off their own impressive victory that has their own momentum. Um, And they not only feel like they have their shot, but they are right now in first place in the East division at two and Oh, and you know, they're looking at this probably as why not us? Why not now? Um, We can, you know, we we're in the catbird seat. We're in the driver's seat, and we just took down supposedly the the best team in the East um, coming into the season, and so they're going to be amped up on their own. Um, I man, this game. I don't know how to feel about this game. I I think if it was at home, I'd feel a lot better about it. Uh, I feel a ton better about yeah. it if it was at home. But honestly, like this stacks up in our favor. Um, I know that I think that Vegas has them as a two-point favorite. That's pretty much just home field advantage, right? Yeah, it's um, a big game, pretty much. And and yeah, like ESPN has has us at at forty-seven point six percent, and them at fifty-two point four. Um, I looked at that earlier in the week, and and I want to say we were slightly ahead. So yeah, this could go either way. Um, but honestly, there's a lot of things here that play in our favor. Um, I did want to I wanted to touch on the rush the field thing. I think we yeah okay, kind of right, brushed yeah, yeah, on yeah. Do you have anything else to say about that? About rushing the field? Yeah. Oh, well, the only thing I say about it is that it's a big game against a ranked opponent that you don't get to have. You don't have those opportunities too much, right? Especially at this level. Yeah, so um, the, the quick background here is there was a couple JMU fans that were complaining on, on social media and, and made made the claim that, like, oh, well, this is their Super Bowl, um, which, you know, kind of shows not. you kind of their, their mindset. Right. It's not. Um, but literally it has nothing to do with the fact that we beat James Madison University and everything to do with the fact, again, the, the 25 next to their name. That's it. Yeah. If they were 26, wouldn't it be as big of a deal. Um, but because they were 25 – it was, and we don't get those opportunities often, especially at home. Correct, and um, it's a big victory, a victory that a lot of people didn't think we were going to have, you know, come come away with. I mean, let's be honest. There wasn't a whole lot of people that thought we were going to win that football game, mm. um, or much, or, or really make it's it. It's also even how close. we want it. I mean, you yeah. know, having almost six hundred yards of offense, having five hundred seventy-four passing yards. It was an exciting uh, game, yeah. man. It was it was down to the wire. It was you know we had our opportunities to pull away. We didn't do it. It got to crunch time. They took the lead, and we made the we made a few more plays than they did. Yeah, App State um, rushed the field when they beat Troy. Right, and yeah. I understand it was on the Hail Mary, and if the, if that hadn't happened, and they were up by fourteen or whatever, and and just like knelt on it, then maybe that doesn't happen. Um, but but yeah, I think with this, it was a combination of yeah, ranked opponent home, and just how we won. Um, yeah, it was it came down to the wire, it came down to a game winning interception, and that circus cast by Burgess, and the huge reception by Caleb Hood on fourth and ten. Like all of that just bottles up into just. Um, jubilation right yep <laughs> so yeah yeah um all right cool so i guess good now words there jubilations jubilation. not not a not a common word that is typically yeah. used yeah great timing um, for that one oh 
So moving to ODU, um, like I said, some things in our favor. I think the thing that stands out here. So they had they kind of had a shift in like scheme or um, in, in strategy. They had a bye here. week. They right, had the bye, bye week, week going coastal, and and they were primarily a passing team. I wouldn't say not quite like what we've seen out of us, and and certainly not what what we've seen out of like most recently against JMU. Um, but they were definitely lean more past like 60, 60, 40, 70, 30, I'd say. Um, they leaned heavily on the run um, in, in their last game um, against Coastal. And, and obviously it proved uh, successful, right? So um, they ended up with – uh, 320 yards rushing. Um, <clears throat> their uh, Blake Watson, their running back. Um, he had half of his entire total <laughs> of rushing yards on the season. Um, in this one, 18 carries, 256 yards, three touchdowns. Got a helmet sticker on ESPN on the College Football Recap Show, along with Calvin Treese, um, uh, for his performance. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> you know, they. Kind of leaned heavily into the run, um, but that being said, um, they, you know, on the year they are um, again more more pass heavy. So two hundred and seventy eight um, or two hundred and forty two uh, yards passing per game, just one hundred and thirteen rushing. Um, so obviously, obviously they were you know under one hundred and thirteen, under a hundred um, <clears throat> going into that coastal game, um, and that inflated inflated their numbers a little bit so a little bit of a shift there cody so wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and what you kind of expect to see um out of the odu um offense in this one they scored on their last like six possessions all touchdowns six straight possessions they had touchdowns in that coastal game um and it was their last six possessions very impressive also too they were very appears to be quick quick strikes right like I'm looking at these touchdown possessions. The first the first touchdown they had was eight plays. I think that was the longest with their last one being seven plays. The other touchdown drives they had, two, three, or four plays. Yeah. Very quick, very, very um, uh, quick strike offense, it seems like, with mm. this. Um, I. It's very... It's these sort of teams that you, it's just really hard to grasp what are they going to do, right? You look at them, and they play a certain way for five games. They come out of the bye. They play this way against Coastal, and they absolutely just blow them out, just absolutely just, just own them the entire football game. And you look at it, and you're like, well, they're going to probably try to want to replicate that because that's the best they've looked all season. Even yeah. even against their Virginia Tech win, they didn't look that good like they did against Coastal. Um, I You know – they have a very good receiver that has half of their receiving yards. They have a very good running back that has the vast majority of all their rushing yards. Yep. Uh, they got two QBs. They have Wolf, who's their main quarterback, but they also have another guy that will come in. And even though he's more athletic, he's still a threat to throw the ball. So it's not like you just can't, like, when he comes in, be like, oh, they're going to do some sort of wildcat run scheme. Nope, he can still throw the ball. Um, their defense, so... Watching worst, the coast worst pass defense in the Sun Belt. Worst okay. pass defense in the Sun Belt. Yep. What I was gonna say was what I came away with against Coastal is they is they really tried to bully them and out and, and be more physical than they were. Um similar to how Georgia State was with us. And if my one takeaway from that is is when we go up there to Norfolk is to 
not let them be more physical than we are. I think that's they're going to try to throw their weight around. They're going to try to intimidate and, and say, okay, we're the bigger team. We're the better team. We're going to push you around. And we have to take our lessons from Georgia State and not not allow that. We have to push back. You know, with this game against JMU, I did not think one bit that they were more physical than they they than we were. Not no. not not in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to kind of keep that. We need to keep the physicality up. We need to go in there and play our game. Um, they're going to score their points. I mean, at this point, our defense is what it is. We just have to stop them more times than their defense stops us pretty much. Um, And again, it starts with Jennings. He's a fantastic wide receiver, probably will go to the NFL. Uh, And they're running back. Like you said, he had his best game of his whole entire collegiate career. And, you know, is it a shift shift in schemes or is it just a a one-off and then he'll come back to earth? Exactly. Like like Jalen White, obviously splitting carries with Gerald Green, even some with O.J. Arnold, the freshman. Um, he's got more yards this year than than, yeah. than Watson does, right? He's got – Watson has 511, four touchdowns. Jalen White has 400 or 541 and eight touchdowns, um, right? So, I mean, for for a passing air raid team, right, we've, we've got more impressive yeah. rushing stats than they do, um, and and that would be even worse um, if uh, if they didn't have the big the big game that they had against Coastal. Um, yeah. So – yeah, uh, I mean, you know, again, like I said, worst, worst pass defense in, in the uh, in the belt, um, giving up two hundred and seventy eight point three yards uh, per game. They um, play a similar defensive scheme that as we do. They play a four two five as well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. They have a great defensive front. I think they had like seven sacks against Coastal. Um, their middle linebacker or one of their linebackers is, I think. If he's not the leading tackler in the nation, he's definitely in the top five. He has like over eighty yeah, tackles I so think far. He's top like yeah, two or three might be the leading. Guy. Yeah, he's up there. So they have impressive. It's it's kind of similar to JMU in the sense that how our offensive line handles their front six would yeah. kind of determine how successful our offense is. And like you, you said, know, I think it's road can, game. I think it really because yeah. because again, I'm I'm not. I hear you, and like by no means am I saying should we take it for granted, but I think JMU is the best front seven we're going to see all year. Um, so if our offensive line can play that way on the road and replicate that from here on out, then we're going to win a lot of football games. Yeah, you're knowledge. right, but they also didn't play that great against Georgia State. And yeah. I think it's, you know, you can say, well, Georgia State – you know, has a good defensive front, but I agree with you. They're not as good as JMU. May not even be as good as ODU. Yeah. Um, but we have to. You can't. This gets back to the point. I don't know if we brought this up or if we were just talking about it before the podcast. You can't take a single game in this conference for granted. No. Any team can beat. Yeah. Every, any team can be any team on any given night. It all comes down really to who wants it more and who's best prepared. If you yep. come in here thinking that you're going to just walk in all over somebody, that's not going to happen. Yeah, Jamie I mean, found that out the hard way. They got humbled, and and yeah, App State found out at Texas State. App State found out. Yep. Louisiana found out against ULM. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, so is this is this is, you know, I I think my fear is is that the last three road games that we've had, we've either started out slow. We just have not played a very good road game except for Nebraska. Yep. And so 
are we learning on and how what to was, handle I mean, road what, games? Yeah, and right, and or, and like what or, was the main factor in that? Right, I mean, and crazy why, crowd, why crazy environment, so, power five yeah, team, did, lot at a lot at stake. Like no one's really expecting you to win, right? Uh, like so, not a lot of pressure, everything to gain, right? Um, where yeah. where you go to UAB, you go. Um, to Atlanta where just the crowd was lackluster, right? Even our fans. Um, and even like, Coastal's crowd wasn't that Coastal great. Coastal wasn't, mean, yeah. So, like, they're expecting a pretty good crowd at ODU. And, and it's I, homecoming. Like, it's homecoming, obviously, coming off, uh, off the big victory against Coastal. So, honestly, I think that helps us. I think we play better in front of crowds <laughs> than, we, than we do in stadiums. We may. Yeah. I, but I, I think, you know, again – What's the outlier here with our road games? It's the Nebraska game. The the other three games is kind of more of how we played on the road, it's right? The blue where pants. we, the blue yeah, pants. yeah, the, the blue <laughs> pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we we have to limit turnovers. You look at the those three road game losses. We had three interceptions against UAB. We had the four turnovers, five turnovers. And against uh, Georgia State, I think we had what one or two against Coastal. I can't remember that one. But the we Dude, have to okay, we have to limit the turnovers first and foremost, right? That's that's the important thing. Um, and then we cannot force give them. up. We cannot yeah force them. I don't think I think we may have had what one turnover in the away games in those three away games, maybe two. If I think there's one maybe against Georgia State, I can't remember. Um, we might have had Forced one them. against UAB, maybe, but we lost a turnover battle in all those. Yeah, and all I mean, three, including yeah. including Nebraska and in, in all yeah. the road games, we we lost the turnover we have. battle. Um, ODU did but not we turn have the ball over to... at all against Coastal. Okay, yeah. Uh, so we have to one figure out a way to win that turnover battle, um, and two, we can't we can't give up the explosive plays on defense. Yep. You look at Georgia State. Explosive plays all the way around. You look at Coastal, those last 10 minutes of that football game was just explosive play after explosive play after explosive play. We have to force ODU to to go down the length of the field, put a, a consistent drive, and not have them like this quick strike offense against Coastal to where there's three, four plays, and they're in the end zone. If that happens, we're going to get blown out, just like Coastal did. And it won't even be close. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I... I if the offense can keep its momentum, if it can keep, we need to have Kyle not turn the ball over, or the offense not turn the ball over, keep it together, and then just again the defense. For two and a half quarters of that JMU game, they played off their, they played incredible, and we need that to continue and be throughout the entire game against ODU. Yeah, Coastal was three quarters, three and a half quarters, yep. like yeah, yep. And and the thing I think the uh, thing to point out here is when it comes to turnovers and force of turnovers. Um, JMU does not turn the ball over a lot. They turn the ball over four times no. against us. That quarterback only came in with only one interception on the year. Yep. And, and he threw three against us. Um, so if we can find a way to do that, I think, like you said, I mean, they're, they're you know, they've got the good running back. They've got a good tight end that, that could be injured. They've got one good receiver, right? Like if we take certain guys out, out of the equation, we get a pass rush. We force that quarterback who who doesn't who I, I don't think is as as mobile maybe as no the wolf as guy's not him. as mobile yeah. yeah no he's probably the least mobile quarterback we've played in the last three four weeks yeah 
Um, probably so going get, back get to get pressure UAB. on them, force them to make mistakes, and 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 capitalize on those. You know. Like, yeah. No, you're right, and you know, again, Wolf. This is their quarterback. He's only thrown two interceptions the entire year. Yeah. Um, Eleven touchdowns, two interceptions. So you're right. We got to figure out a way to get a pass rush. Um, which I felt like we kind of did against JMU. I don't know. I yeah. from the stands it did. Um, I didn't know how it looked on TV, but I felt like we were kind of getting pressure to him. The pressure, and I liked the pressure that. was there. I felt like yeah. that has not really been there this season, and we need to create more of that going into the game. Yeah, I don't think we had any sacks. We might have had one, um, or no, we what had no. We, we had, had a, no. We had we one. Had three, we had three sacks. Okay. Yeah, we had three sacks. Um, but probably the most in a game all season. Two right? two QB hurries. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, and then uh, five tackles for loss. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, kind of same, same game plan, I'd say again, defense is what it is, but like, like, you know, are they suddenly going to like turn a page and jump up the standings? Probably not. Probably but like not. If, if, if we can play like we but did against here's the thing too, and, yeah. is this offense as good as the offenses we've seen this year? Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, could part of the reason why our defense statistically looks so terrible is that we've actually had, of the first seven games, six of the offenses actually been legitimately good? Yeah. Nebraska's offense is not bad. Nebraska's offense not bad. Coastal's offense is good. We know that. Georgia State's offense is good. I mean, they're like us. They're losing games because of defense. So, so I mean... I, I mean, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll find out this Saturday. Yeah, is good. good. I mean, it is. They're, they have rush, one of the top rushing. Their rush offense is probably the best that we've yeah. seen all year. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, I, 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 honestly, I, th- I think this matches up well for us. The the one thing that scares me is, is the road game. That's honestly the main thing that has me nervous right now. Um, but you know, we, we obviously, yeah, we, we have to show up and, and play. I mean, I, I think if we play like we did against JMU, I, I think we win this one. I think we win it fairly easily, but that's okay. honestly, that's what I but want. See, that's on the team, right? That's on the coaching staff. It's on like, the team. It's focused. on the coaching staff. It, it, and, but like we, we honestly need, I think for all of our fan base, I think for some of those like naysayers, I think it would help boost a lot of people's confidence, um, including the teams, right? If, if we got a convincing victory. We have not had yes. a convincing victory all year, um, other than the Morgan State, right? But like, um, but yeah, Ball State went down on the wire too close for comfort. Everything else has been what one one score ball games, um, whether in a in a loss or in a win, loss or a win, yeah. So no, like, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to to win this by a couple of possessions. For a sure. couple where like entering the fourth quarter, it's like well in hand. Like yeah. I, I honestly would love. I I died three times in that JMU game. <laughs> I did like my heart stopped three times like when when it got to fourth and ten when we settled for the field goal and only went up by six and they go and take the um uh, the one point lead I, I I'm dead like flatlined and like you know so like I, I I literally my body cannot take that anymore Cody I'm I'm, I'm an old man now I, I can't I can't do it so like I need 
to like enter the fourth quarter with a couple score lead, um, double digit lead. I know well, it's got to be well, crack open a beer we've had, we've and be able to just sit pretty. Yeah, in the fourth quarter and, yeah. and blowing them. Yeah, I need more like a twenty-one. I need point a twenty-one. Lead. I need like a three yeah, I need a twenty-one and like two more turnovers just to like yeah. Yeah, um, to seal it and and like fifteen play drives. You but know, see, like, it's so difficult in this league. I think that you know that gets to the parity of it, right? It's like any t- anybody can beat anybody, and to get to the fourth quarter with a three or four touchdown lead is really tough. It's not. It's not how it used to be. Yeah, and I'll also say with our offense, and we talked about you know Jamie running almost ninety plays. Um, we we're in a good position because we can convert those third and fourth and longs and we can quick strike and score fast. We're not really great at those long and sustained drives and running clock. We haven't been no. doing the up tempo as much as we, we saw early on, um, you know, uh, against Morgan state and against Nebraska. Um, we, we've started drain clock a little bit. I think, uh, time management clock management was, was better, um, against JMU. Um, but, you know, still like that concerns me a little bit. If we get in a position where we can kind of coast a little bit, can we grind out the clock? Like, do we have that ability or like, is all we know, you know, scoring in, in five to, to seven play drives. In, yeah. In a I think, and a half? I think there's a gear. I mean, I think there's a way to, well, if we, if, especially if we're running the ball effectively, then yeah, I think we can, we can drain some clock. Now, if it's like JMU in which we can't run the ball at all, then I think it's just going to be full throttle. That's going to be time. the key for me. Like, can can we establish the run? I would try the same thing and try to do it early. And again, worst worst pass defense uh, defense in the conference. Um, but if we can establish the run and then mix in the pass um, and exploit that, that 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 secondary, I think I think we we can get the victory that we're talking about, right? Um, but if if it becomes one dimensional, if we become one dimensional where we have to throw the ball sixty four times, um, then that worries me, right? So um, hopefully, hopefully we can be a bit more balanced in this in this one. Um, but again, at the end of the day, if we're, if we're going to wins, I don't care. But like that that JMU game was way too close for comfort. <laughs> like so, I I I like to be able to like kind of dictate you know our own our own game plan and and I, I know Helton like and and he said that and and uh you know the presser and, and the um coaches show like we we want I, I truly believe we want to be bad I I don't I don't think we want to be like a Mississippi State or or a, even a, a Western Kentucky like I think we want to be able to run the ball when we want to run the ball. yeah um you know but again we're gonna take what the defense gives us so um yep. hopefully yeah hopefully they give us a lot and we're able to be versatile <laughs> um, i so. think we will i think i think i think so i mean they, they they did play well against coastal they shut down coastal's run game but we also kind of shut down i mean we kind of shut down coastal's run game too yeah. um I, we'll see i don't know i i'm with you the road game scares me just because the last three we have not played well mm-hmm. and to me it's i don't want to say it's similar to the UAB game in which we're coming off a high, um, but it kind of is right. Like everybody's jumping up and down. You know, yeah, we'd be a top. It is, but this team. is a season-defining game, I would say, uh, for for me because uh, you're you get this if you're able to respond, get that second road win, get your first oh, conference goodness. road win. 
Yeah. Go into the go game, into the bye yeah. week again. Then returning back home, last three of your four are at home. Um, hosting South Alabama, which has Troy this week, and I believe Arkansas State the following week. Very good chance to be what seven and one at that point, I believe. Yeah. Um, and and probably ranked at that point. Um, so again, can't look ahead. Um, team can't, we kind of can a little bit, but like, again, from, from like a season defining moment and kind of a momentum shift going into that bye week this is a huge game. Um, how do we respond? Yeah. Can we get that first conference road win build, continue to build that confidence, especially on the defensive side. Um, and if we can do that, then, yeah, in two weeks' time, when we host South Alabama, that could be an even well, crazier I think you, environment. You're, yeah, you're kind of getting close to it. This week sets us up for the the final stretch of the year, right? Like, if we can win this game, I mean, holy moly, the the momentum going into November is going to be off the charts, right? Yeah. Like, we're going to be two and two in conference. You, we don't know what's going to happen with anything else, right? With as crazy as it can be, you don't know what's going to happen but you feel like at two and two you're still going to be very much into the 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 discussion of winning the east um and you yeah, got obviously three Co- coastal and state hold home. hold the tiebreaker over us right yeah um but you know coastal just picked up the first conference loss um georgia state is one and one um they were off of they, a bye. they still both they have play, to play jmu they, they play app state still they play uh jmu um uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, Coastal uh, plays um, Marshall, um, right? And uh, I guess they're on they're on a bye. It looks like so. Um, yeah, Coastal uh, still has to play Marshall, App State, Southern Miss, Virginia, um, and then James Madison at the end of the year. So they very well could lose two or maybe more conference games. Um, so we would pretty much need to run the table, I would think. Um, because we would, you know, uh, safe to say like they get two more, right. They have three conference losses. We would need only two, um, which we currently have, um, because again, they have the tiebreaker over us, but it's, it's possible. It is possible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of parity in this league, um, more so than we I have think to a take lot of care thought. of business against ODU. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the key here is, yeah. is we've got to win this game. We have the bye next week. Let's just get through it, get the victory any way that we can, rest, get everything kind of regrouped, and then make a big push in November. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, I mean, we we know, like, with uh, with Lunsford, right, it was October, right? That was always the collapse, right? Wasn't it October? No, it was, it was November. November? No, yeah. November was the collapse. Usually through October, I think, with Lunsford – Outside, well, not counting the. Well, we had the Halloween game against App, where we knocked them off and yeah. ranked. I um, think we only in each of the first three seasons with Lunsford. I think it was only we only lost one, maybe two games in September and October. It was always November where we would collapse. That final stretch, yeah. So that'd yep. be interesting to see how how we are down the stretch. But seems like we're getting better week to week, um, correcting some things. So um, yeah, yeah, Cody. I don't know. Exciting times. Um, we'll, Very we'll exciting. See. We'll, We'll pick it up, but uh, but yeah, 
feel, feeling feeling good. Um, you know, definitely on a high after that that ranked win. But but let's keep this train rolling. Um, and uh, yeah, they have to focus and put it behind them, and let's yeah. and let's get after it. We already we we took down the Dukes. Now now time to take down some monarchs. Right, <laughs> <laughs> going up the food chain, and right, and, right and to also too, this is our first first conference USA foe, former conference USA foe. We're getting yeah, we didn't even right touch now. on that man, but you talk about no. what twenty twelve wild game. Oh yeah, wild, wild game. game FCS playoffs. Taylor, well, both of them. Yeah, uh, uh, Tyler Heineke, right um, now in the NFL, and then uh, yeah, they're they're, Isn't they're that just a beer? huh. <laughs> <laughs> Heineke, isn't that a beer? <laughs> Heineke, right. Um, passing the ball at will, us running the ball at will, right? I think we had like 370 yeah. or something. Like, just crazy, man. Um, yeah, that I remember going back and well, watching. Here, and that here's game why I bring up ago. the the Conference USA football. They played Western Kentucky last year and lost to them. Um, yeah. I feel like they will probably be a little bit more prepared than others will be for our offense. Um, but likewise, Ellis was there, so he knows what they're going to bring on defense too so it'll be a great game it should be interesting to see how that? was it was it close yeah it was no it was like uh, yeah it was it well, was o- ODU they 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 were what one and five to start the year and then they correct so that's the other thing five. too is that um ODU last year started off the season one and five had a bye week then won their next five games before losing their bowl game yep um now granted those five teams that they played after their bye week were not the greatest teams it was Law Tech, F F I U, F A U, Middle Tennessee, and Charlotte, mm-hmm. which I think the only one that had a 500 record was F-A-U? Middle Tennessee. Oh. No, F A U, I think finished below that. Yeah, they were five and seven. Okay. Middle Tennessee finished seven and six. The others were all under 500. Uh, but they played Western Kentucky last year, lost 43 to 20. So it wasn't really even close. Um, and that was in Norfolk. So. Like I said, I think they'll. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity yeah, to, to honestly option. put put the entire conference on notice. I think, right? I mean, kind of going through the growing pains. Yeah. Like, how can we respond? <clears throat> we come away again with a convincing victory in this one um, by multiple scores. Like, we're not going to sneak up on anybody. Um, no, but you know, I, I definitely think we will leave our mark and, and say that like we potentially could be a contender. You know that that, yep. that that we're not just here. We're not just going to settle for bowl eligibility. That that we want more. So, um, yeah, let's yeah, get to five and three and a good shot at getting bowl eligible in November. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, with that, Cody, as always, hail Southern. Hail Southern.